Hello, Character Arc listeners! Welcome to Character Arcana, our new monthly Dungeons & Dragons play podcast, where you'll follow a party of hardy adventurers on their quest. I'm your Dungeon Master, Richard Bertelson. Joining me today is Abby Bryington. I am 31-year-old Alabaster Chernobyl, a white dragonborn paladin from the Arcanos capital. Don't mistake these aesthetically pleasing scales for weakness. After my former paladin order, the bros, slaughtered my beloved, my fire element turned to ice, ice, baby. Also joining me, Nick Slayik. Mendel Sands is a human war cleric with blue eyes, dirty blonde hair, and a matching beard of luxurious thickness. The holy man with hammer in hand, Mendel loves a good fight, a beautiful woman, and a glass of wine. Mendel is on a path of redemption after leaving the Sentinels, a mercenary group from Darendale dedicated to providing muscle for hire to anyone with enough gold and the worship of the god Helm. Also, also joining me, Ted Hong. I'm Doug Saucepots, a tiefling rogue. I grew up along the streets of Darendale, a city ruled by corrupt and feuding nobles. Me and my fellow Shadowhands would earn a living by performing the most unsavory jobs for the city's nobles. After a job gone wrong, I found myself stowed away in a merchant's cart. That cart led me to a quaint southern halfling village of Barrow Hill, where I was taken by a kindly halfling man, Sunny Saucepots. All was good until some years later that the village was ransacked by an unknown force. My new family and many others were slaughtered, and I lost everything. Last time, the leaders of the warring factions, the resplendent Order of Paladins, and the Legionnaires of the Drow Empire met in the halfling harbor town of Fairyweather. The mayor of Fairyweather, Harold Hundlebum, enlisted Mendel to get the seconds in command's blackout drunk to buy him some time as the leaders of both armies were found dead at the harbor lighthouse. Mendel was soon joined by Alabaster and Doug, and they went to the lighthouse to investigate the mysterious deaths of the two military titans. The party discovered that the elven runes illuminated the crime scene, and each victim held identical magical daggers that seemed to keep their spirits alive in a spectral yet joyous form. The curse placed in the lighthouse by the runes and the mysterious blue signal fire brought to life a deadly automaton that the lonely lighthouse keeper had purchased for his children before their untimely death some years ago. But the party defeated the abomination and the lighthouse keeper asked Doug for the magical dagger so that he may join his family in the afterlife. Mendel granted Cyril the death he craved by his own hammer, robbing Doug of the opportunity to convince him otherwise. The party proceeded up the tower and found that an elven druid had harnessed the power of a fairy dragon to cast the spell upon the tower. Alabaster saved the fairy dragon, and the party triumphantly defeated the elf. But the armies were already mobilized to find out what became of their leader's negotiations. In a panic attempt to avoid war, Harold Hundlebum pointed up at the party at the top of the tower and declared, They did it. They killed them. So, our party is now atop the tower with two armies marching against them. You have the paladins on one side. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a stone bridge. So, to be clear, you guys are on a tower, which is in the sea. Uh, on a little rock face, and there's a stone bridge that goes to the mainland. Um, you guys are just north of the harbor, because this is a lighthouse for the harbor, so you can see the sea monkey a little ways away, but it is also 100 feet down and about 200 yards in the south direction. In front of you, the only dry way to get off of here is the two armies. The two armies are led by the mayor, mainly because the leaders of these armies Richter, the paladin leader now by default, since the other one, original leader, is dead now. 
and Daedalus, the leader of the Drow Legion. The two leaders of the armies are actually a little bit behind the mayor because they are super hungover right now, maybe even still a little drunk. <laughs> what are you guys going to do? Okay, so Mendel immediately cast Thaumaturgy, which uh, I'm going to use to do the, the Dumbledore thing from the fourth Harry Potter movie. You where can't he, like, say the D word. I, I can... Oh, dick? I can say dick. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's good. Uh, but, he know, puts I mean, a dick to his throat. <laughs> and... and I get louder. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. Uh, and, and I yell, wait! Uh, and then really quick, I, I turn off the maturgy so nobody hears me. And I turn around and, and uh, I, I point to Ted. Or uh, I point to Doug. And I say, Hellspawn, Quickly! You go search the body of that dead man. Um, when you when you yelled wait though, uh, the armies did stop marching for a second, and they all look up to you. Uh, like they all look up at you guys. Um, they don't look super happy, but they are at least giving you a second. Go touch this guy. Go touch the the dead corpse. Okay. Commit I, an act of necrophilia. I pat him down. I strategically <laughs> pat pat pat. Um, Doug, you find on uh. The elf's, this elf druid's corpse, like, he doesn't have much. He had his robe. Um, you do find he has a little pouch on him, and the pouch has this mysterious powder in it, which is the powder of sneezing and choking. Uh, so as, I uh, guess, no. as, um, as Doug is searching the body, I, I turn my thaumaturgy back on. Do you guys know why your leaders are acting a little strange this morning? It's because while your bosses were busy getting murdered last night, they were having drinks with me, and that little man down there claiming to be the mayor was serving them. Um, Richter looks up. He's like kind of straggling to the, to the side of his marching army, which to get across the stone bridge, they kind of have to march single file for the most part because it's not a very wide bridge. And Richter says, I thought we were bros, man. I thought we were bros. And Dater... <laughs> We were totally bros, man. You, we we did the 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 handshake and the beer pounding and everything, man. Daedalus just looks up. This is accurate. I take responsibility. <laughs> but that doesn't absolve you from killing our leader. And they just continue marching. Mendel turns around and he says, "Yo, we gotta we gotta get the fuck out of here." And he just starts hightailing it the fuck down the stairs. Uh, well, you're going to go down the stairs. Are you guys going to go down the stairs? I'm going to talk to uh, Allah over here. I want to drop my southern accent. I think maybe you have a better chance at talking with them. There's the Richter guy whose vomit you shoved back into his face. Oh. I'm sure. He you're a paladin. He's a paladin. So I'll talk to him. I think it's a good idea. Otherwise, we're going to go swimming over to the sea monkey. <laughs> Is that preferable to you? <sighs> Alabaster, do you want to jump into the ocean and swim to the sea monkey, or do you want to try to reason with these guys? No, I want to reason. Mendel yells back up the stairs, You have the murder weapon, and I killed the lighthouse keeper. <laughs> Wait, Richter. <laughs> Don't forget those two very important facts. But he doesn't know that. No one at this point knows you have the murder weapon. They do think you killed them, though. No one has told them that you didn't. We're going to have to lie. Yeah. Unfortunately. Something I'm but very, very good them. at. <laughs> you killed the lighthouse keeper. Yeah. You didn't kill the leaders of the armies, though. <laughs> I mean, you can sell out Mendel if you want. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Here's an idea. 
I'll throw the bodies off the roof. <laughs> you go talk to them, stall. So when they're looking inside the post, they won't find the bodies. Oh, so you want to throw them off like the back? The other side while they're advancing on the Wait, bridge. isn't there a fire going? The, uh, they'll the they'll smell it. <laughs> the normal fire for the, the lighthouse, I guess. Yeah, we'll just it's act no like it was a boar. There's a fire, yeah. Like it was a war? A boar. A, a wild boar that we're <laughs> We're going to roast them like on a spit? I don't think we. I, I don't think that makes the scene. That's worse. I was going, oh, <laughs> now we're yes. just now we're cannibals. Now you're cooking oh, the yeah. We could say that we tried looking for them. We walked all the way up here and we fought the one uh, elf, but we couldn't find the two leaders. Okay. That'll buy us some time, and then we make like heck over to the sea monkey. While you guys are debating this, um, Mendel, you made it down the stairs. Now, there's only a front door, which will leave you right in front of the armies. There are windows, perhaps, in the back. What are you going to do? I mean, they're still, like, far away. Like, they, no, they were like, crossing the bridge. Close, this, right? like, they were crossing the bridge. The, this, is not a, this is a very tiny island that holds only this tower. So um, they are... I mean, you can potentially... I mean, I take a full disengage, like, run towards the sea monkey. You can't cross the bridge without hitting, like... Everyone. Oh, I have to go across the bridge to get to the sea monkey by land? You would have to swim to get to the sea Wait, monkey. Wait, can I stop Mendel? You guys are at the top of the lighthouse. Yeah, yeah Mendel made it down. Can I javelin his ass? I come out the front door. Are you guys coming? And I yell out to the top of the tower. Allah, Allah, go, 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 go. But that doesn't mean How it's... How far away are they from me? 50 feet tops. 50 feet tops. Like, they are not far. To get to us, the only way to cross the bridge. That's, that's the only that's way. The only that's way. the only way. So... Allah. All right, well, Mendel runs around behind the lighthouse and jumps off. Okay. Mendel leaps into the ocean. <laughs> go, go stop that brute. So we're back. It up. seems like we only have one option here, and I have left. <laughs> we're back up to the top. Um, do you guys Do you guys go down? Do you guys continue to – do you guys talk to them? Because so far you guys have argued about – or debated about what you should say to them, but you have not actually spoken to them. Oh, my God. We're going to be decimated. Fuck. No. Hold on. Hold on. They – we didn't kill them, so they don't know that they're dead right now. But I have a different plan. The mayor what told them that they were dead. That's just a huge Yeah, but disaster. that's all hearsay right now. <laughs> what were you going to say, Allah? It's Ali? bad. It's horrible. It's the worst decision ever. They are making their way to the front door now. No, we have to talk. go hold them off. Go talk to your boyfriend, Richter. <laughs> I will throw these bodies off. Hurry. I'm, I rush downstairs to the bodies. Okay, they're all the way on the first floor. <laughs> they're all the way. I have to rush over to you to tell... to get. As I'm I running down the thing already. He's in the, the ocean. Mendel's in the ocean. <laughs> oh, what the? I thought he went downstairs. And then he he came out the front and he ran around the back and jumped into the ocean. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So they're approaching the front door. Hurry, let's go, let's go. You hold the door and I will somehow lift two giant bodies up the fucking tower. Okay, so. Oh my god. I have to address Richter. Are you yelling from the top or did you go down to the door? I, I trot down. I jump down because it's a... It's a okay, so by the time you guys make it down from the top, the armies have now opened the door, and now you are greeted. Uh, Richter and Daedalus both made it to the front. Right now, they are... like These are two factions that don't like each other, but right now they are not arguing amongst each other because they know that both of their leaders equally were killed. So they're both... Richter and Daedalus are now staring at Alabaster, and... They move to apprehend you. Wait, let me confirm. What are the positions right now? That escalated quickly. Yeah. Hold on. Where is Alabaster? 
You guys were in a shit position Fuck. at the end of the last mission. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Alabaster at the top. Yes. Are we downstairs on the you first floor? You guys are now downstairs on the first floor. The door is open by them because in the time that it took you guys to get downstairs, they opened the front door, but they are outside still holding the door open. Delete that part about apprehending me. I'll take care of this. If you want to speak before they apprehend you, you can try to convince them not to. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to do. But then you have to say something to them. Yes, and I will. Sir Richter. What's up, babe? Oh my god, there's dead people. Short stuff here says that you guys did it. Absolutely not. We stumbled onto this. So maybe you <laughs> well then, did it. Well then who did it? He set us up. He he knew they were dead and he told us to come here and then he told you guys to come and find us. So he so we would take the fall. Don't believe this. Roll man a here. persuasion check. Oh, shit. Oh shit. Good. Persuasion. I got a nineteen. So they, they, uh, um, Richter, Richter pauses. Daedalus is unmoved by anything that's happening, as always. They look at each other for a second, and Daedalus says, the question still stands. Who committed this crime? That's what we're trying to find out. Did I ever hit the water? You're in the ocean. You're either <laughs> swimming towards the boat, or you're hanging out. <laughs> I am just fucking gone. <laughs> Like, we can say that Mendel swam, swam to the sea monkey and is just kind of, like, drying off, drinking. making a cocoa. <laughs> I'm like, drinking. I'm very heavily he drinking He right can't now. hear anything that's happening. He's just kind of waiting. <laughs> oh, those idiots. I mean, they probably would have pursued you guys if you all jumped off, but since they had them to chase, you're scot-free. Yeah. Like, you're fine. <laughs> there is an elf on the roof who's night bathing. <laughs> Soaking in the stars. It's called sundowning. He's sundowning. Uh, Daedalus, as a as a drow who uh, is sensitive to the sunlight, uh, says, "I do like a good moonbathe." <laughs> yes. Um, Richter says, "I mean, if if like this is true, I mean, can you prove it? Like, like if you want to clear your names, I'm gonna need you guys to go to the elves and figure out what happened." Oh, absolutely. Just saying, don't you find it a little too convenient that as soon as we get here, the mayor has announced that we are here and we have killed your leaders? Too convenient, I say. Right. Okay, what? give me a persuasion check. Oh, another persuasion check. You have double proficiency in it, didn't you? Yeah, I, do, yeah. I mean, 18. <laughs> You're doing fine. Um, both Daedalus and Richter look over to Harold Hundlebum, who is now behind them, and he's kind of shaking and wringing his hands. I... I I just don't, I was worried that um, you guys would fight, and my town can't really sustain that. The war has already brought us a lot of uh, economic suffering, and uh, my habits are very expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Cocaine. (laughs) The finest sneezing and choking powders you can buy, (laughs) really. (laughs) Richter turns around and grabs Harold by the arm and he says, yeah, man, dude, dude, that is not cool. We will hold the mayor um, as our prisoner and uh, Daedalus grabs the other arm of the mayor and they kind of, as they're tugging on him, they lift him up out of the air and he's like, uh, uh, guys? <laughs> and Daedalus like a, says, like a no, bone. we will keep him in our custody. You guys need to really kind of back off, okay, because uh, this is our territory this territory is contested. Um, and so they're tugging, and 
So this is like a wishbone situation, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like who someone's gonna snap off the bigger half? <laughs> um, Richter says we're gonna we're gonna set up right here, and we're gonna stay here, and we need you guys to bring us word. We will keep the we will keep the mayor in prison, and this town will be our town. And Daedalus says, no, he should be executed immediately. And they're kind of arguing back and forth a little bit, but Daedalus does look over to you and say, we are also interested in the truth. If you go to the elves. We need to know what has spurred them to take this action. We'll be right on that, right? Right, Ali? Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. So we're we're gonna cross this bridge right here. So why don't why don't you guys keep the mayor here and both of you can stand guard. Hold off on the execution. We'll get to the bottom of this. Roll a another persuasion. Persuasion. It's just for Daedalus though. He's the one who wants to kill him. That's true. All right, Daedalus. Thirteen plus six. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> they're not rolling great. Um, they're still hungover, so yeah. Uh, he lets go of his side of the mayor, and the mayor just dangles like a side bag on <laughs> on Richter, and uh, Richter raises his arm as if to wave you guys forward, but brings the mayor with him. And as he raises his arm, and the mayor's like, "Well, this is unpleasant." The armies kind of make way enough for you guys to walk back towards mainland and towards the harbor, if you'd like. Okay, so. We, we sidle. I imagine that the 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 army. They all turn sideways, yeah. and so, so we're just sidling. You guys have to like you have to pick if you give the droves the crotch or the ass, or you give the paladins the crotch for the ass. As you like, I will follow Alice. We lead. give paladins the ass. We'll give them the ass. Paladins the ass. Um, Take a good look. They deserve paladins. Uh, Richter definitely checks out your ass as you like can make you, the can turn. You, can you roll for a number of boners as Abby's? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, wait. Let me go first. <laughs> Because Otherwise, all... I have to pass through all the directions. <laughs> no! Right. 32, 32 soldiers have full erections. <laughs> can I just climb aboard? That, do, can up? we call that push and plate? <laughs> you hear the, the ting. The ting. <laughs> it's like a 32 gun salute. <laughs> can I? I'm going to try to climb aboard. Allie over here. No, but you're behind me, so you come I'm out covered you. in sperm. No, it's not like it's instantaneous. No, yeah, it is, though. <laughs> That's the 32-gun salute? Is that what it yes. is, where they actually fire? If you got, are you guys headed back to the Sea Monkey? That's what I was going to ask. So you guys make it across the Stone Bridge. As it's you... night. The, the, the city is quiet. The armies were the only real commotion going on. You guys went through the cover of darkness. So now you guys know that you have to go north. Do you guys want to go to the Sea Monkey? As... My heart is beating as I somehow... Wipe sperm off your face. <laughs> I take a dive into the ocean just to wash off all the frosting. And... You were not covered in sperm. Thank you. They were in. They were wearing pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, this is a mystical place. They might be able to. <laughs> it materializes yeah. on your face. Their sperm ignores. No, them, no. Right? Everyone is sperm free. Um, so as you guys uh, <laughs> make it back to the sea monkey, you see that uh, the sea monkey is kind of up in a roar, and all of your crew are getting ready to set sail without you. And you see Mendel up at the up at the the steering wheel. All right, guys, we got to get out of here really quick. The armies are going to be coming down the hill. Your your captain is dead. Um, the sea monkey is not a massive vessel, so I rolled for how many crew it would have. It has four. 
um, a, a bustling four people rushing about. Alabaster and Doug will come up and see this. So, Alabaster, do you have anything to say about that? I do. My four crew need to be tied up and lashed, which I do with glee. So they're all getting beat um, and fucking whipped. Uh, roll me an intimidation check to see if they line up for their beatings. Five. <laughs> <laughs> they're all drunk. I have been drinking with them. Did the you whole roll time. a one? A five. I thought you rolled a five. No, it's a oh. one plus a four. Oh. You just wanted to beat an extra one. That <laughs> um, they all... Fuck! Uh, Alabaster... Alabaster... They laugh. It's my fucking shit! They're all just too drunk, and they're actually... Some of them are passing out now. You might want to settle it with Mendel. <laughs> oh, Alabaster! Mendel sees you guys now coming out of the boat. And the little hell spawn! Both of you are alive! However, did you get away from the armies? Can I just slap him across the face with my tail? You definitely tail? can, yeah. Make an attack I, roll. Well, do you try to avoid it in any I way? I don't. No, you just slap I'm, him across I've the drinking. face. I've been drinking. Yeah, I've been drinking heavily. <laughs> you want to roll damage? You want to roll damage? Yes. Uh, I'm going to uh, roll. roll damage um, what is your strength slap. modifier? Plus four. You deal four damage to mental. <laughs> One for each of my crew. <laughs> it all goes to you. I'm sorry, girl, but I, I, I just thought you guys would be dead by now, so I didn't see why the a whole crew had to die. You guys can see the boat from the lighthouse, so you now see Daedalus. Like, Richter's actually bouncing the mayor up and down like, like he's playing with him, but you see Daedalus just staring stoically at your boat, just waiting for you guys to maybe fulfill the promise you made. I look up and wave at Daedalus. Daedalus dons his helm. And withdraws oh his sword. Oh God. What did you guys do? What did you do? I killed totally. the lighthouse keeper. And I've not exactly forgiven you for I that. I've not forgiven you for that. Punch you know him what? again. You know what? I can't hit him. You need to do it. Listen here, my friend. That sad, sad little man was going to commit suicide. You don't know regardless that. Regardless of whether we did it for him or not. You took the choice from him. That man... Entire family was dead. He was going to commit suicide. And uh, as a cleric, I personally have uh, seen what suicide does to one's soul. He would have not been able to join his family had he committed suicide. I did him a favor. But all too soon. I can't forgive you for that. After we squared away this hell that we are in, we're going to settle the score. Mendel takes a really big drink from his uh, wineskin, uh, and he looks at Doug. All right, my little friend. When you're ready, Mindy will be ready. And then Mindy goes back up to the captain's wheel. <laughs> but I shove you out of the way because we've been setting sail. We've been setting sail this whole time. Okay, so the sea monkey takes off, helmed by Alabaster. Um, it doesn't take a super long time to get to where you're going. It's not super far away, but it, it'll take like a day's journey. So you guys can take a long rest if you'd like. Uh, so so Mendel can heal. <laughs> um, heal from my bitch slap. None of you guys really have any... Uh, well... Yeah, uh, anything that theoretically would have happened last episode, it's all wiped clean. You guys are at full health and everything like that. Um, Mendel's fine. Um, Doug, you're sitting in the 
you're sitting in a cabin um, just as the journey goes on, and the like dawn is coming up, and the daggers that you hold, uh, they they illuminate with a slight blue. I'm gonna need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Oh God, saving throw. While he's doing that, uh, I would like it to be known that Mendel is drinking and playing dice with Alabaster's crew. I rolled a 19, by the way. Three of the crew are passed out, but they're all, I'm assuming they're all still sitting around you as you're playing, and the one is still playing with you. But they've awake. been severely reprimanded. You're rolling so for them. Better. I'll roll for you. I'll roll for you. <laughs> um, what did you roll? I'm 19. winning. I'm very obviously winning. <laughs> 19 for wisdom. All right, so you passed the saving throw, but something, some magical essence in the daggers, there's clearly something more to them, and it's trying to latch onto you. Like, you feel something in your mind, like, eking towards it, saying, they're against you. They're all against you. But you push it away. You can... At this moment, Mendel turns around and gives you a thumbs up. (laughs) I'm winning. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, I got this. Hold on. Uh, Can I inspect the daggers a little bit more? Uh, Yeah, you can give me an insight or an investigation check. Okay. Or perception, whatever's higher. Oh, no. That's more. I hit a one. It's a nat one. You didn't know that daggers could talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so shocked. This is new to you. <laughs> oh, they're all against me. But I pushed it away. You, yeah, right? you didn't. Oh. You didn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, you passed your wisdom saving throw. But you know, you know that something's 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 weird about these daggers. Um, uh, because they gl- they they were glowing when this tease came into your mind. I uh, will go up to talk to Ali. I I leave Mindel to his game with. Dice rolling. I go up to. But do you at least hit his chair? (laughs) No, because he could totally destroy me. That's the case. (laughs) Have you ever seen anything like this? As I brandish it in front of you. I use divine sense. There is an intense evil, like a a straight up demonic evil coming from these daggers. Doug, why don't I keep these in my waterproof chest? Is that what you're calling? Far away from you. Is that what you're called? No, I'm sorry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would be up to you, Doug. You can you can give them over. You can continue to have them or and not use them or use them regardless. Um, it's up to you. Can I just stroke Doug's face and look into his eyes? You can do a uh, a roll for for uh, blushing on Ted, like that anime thing. Like if he rolls poor enough, he has a nosebleed. Like, <laughs> I look at Allah bewildered. What is happening? Is, is this how I it do? happens? Why don't I take these from you? Just to hold on. I'm going to hold on to these for now. I don't know what's going on with these, but I think it'd be better if I held on to them. Okay, Dougie. Stay close to me then. Mendel kind of walks up the stairs at this point, and uh, he sees you both standing really, really close together, and he goes, Hey! And he gives both of you the thumbs up, and he smiles really big. I put my hand on my trident. To the north! 
to the north. The sea monkey continues on his journey. You guys all rest up. So the sun has risen. Alabaster is helming the ship, and she's watching the shore. You guys are just kind of following relatively close to the shore because you know you're just going north, and you're going to get back off at some point when you reach the forest. You see the trees start to creep up. Like, you're definitely nearing the forest itself. And the... Um, the fairy dragon, uh, Copernicus, who has been perched on Alabaster's shoulder this entire time, uh, he perks up his little head, and he starts flying towards the shore. Um, oh, shit, I forgot that fucker was here. It flies over to these two uh, these two beings preparing a little fishing boat. Um, these guys are Kuatoa. Uh, the Kuatoa are these fish-like people. They have, like, fish heads and, like slimy fish bodies, but they're dressed. They're like humanoid. They have hands and feet. And one of them says, Look, a fairy dragon. How delightful. And the other one, uh, the other one of these guys, he places his face in his hand and he says, Why do you talk like that, Jeff? We're already fish monsters. Like, <laughs> really not helping our cause any. <laughs> he says, Look, the elves are gone. Like, we have no one to sell to anymore. Like, if we're going to have to do business with other people, otherwise, I don't know how we're going to eat, all right? So just get it together, man. And uh, Jeff goes, speaking of people, there's a boat. Hey, boat people. Do you want to buy some stuff? Hello, little fish friends. Do you have anything to drink? We got some potions. I guess you can drink potions, so that'd be a yes, I guess. I'll buy some potions from you. Yeah, they have they have healing potions and they have fish. Uh, that, that's about it. These guys are. Um, are they just regular? They're just, the they're just healing potions. They're just like yeah, they're just regular healing potions. They heal you for two D four plus two. How much for these these uh, healing potions? How much for these healing potions? Twenty five gold. Twenty five gold. Mendel scoffs. <laughs> really? The other one kind of uh, pushes Jeff aside. And <laughs> says, hey, man, like, we're in a pickle here. We kind I, we used to make our living fishing off the shores and just selling to the elves, but no one has seen the elves in, in weeks, if not months at this point. We kind of need to make a way down to Fairyweather or somewhere else where we can sell some stuff. And if you could help us out by just paying 25 gold. Like, I'll tell you what. Old Mendel will give you 30 gold if you can tell me anything you el anything else that you might know about the elves because we just ran into one in fairy weather. And he was a little, uh, as my devil friend over here might say, cantankerous. So uh, Jeff says, but it only costs 25 gold. And the other one pushes him out of the way. The, uh, I don't know, we used to go in and we used to trade with the elves just daily. Like, they, you know, they, they hunt and stuff for food, but uh, fish is kind of a delicacy for them. So we used to come out here and fish and sell them at, quite frankly, exorbitant prices. Um, but they're elves, they're, Mendel know. gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> they, like, they like to be sold the, the finer things in life, you know? They were always really friendly. I mean, they would work with us. They would, you know, people would come, humans would come from down south and halflings, and they were always very accepting and very nice. And one day, they kind of just disappeared. Like, uh, we know the forest pretty well. We've, we've been doing this job for years. And 
every time we go through the forest, it seems like you can walk forever in the same direction and you never get where you're going. It's it's changed and there's there's almost magical. Mendel does this little like jazz fingers thing. Jeff does a little giggle. And but he's actually just playing with the fairy dragon. <laughs> and I look at Jeff very seriously and I say, "You may want to get him away from that thing. I don't know what it's capable of." The Kuto that you're speaking to goes, "Uh the the fairy dragon's actually um they're often a familiar of an elf, and they're usually pretty nice, just like the elves usually are. I, I think this guy just wants to go home. He might actually be able to help you through the forest. Better luck than we've had, because we can't find them anymore. They're, I mean, they're gone. And there's been kind of this darkness uh, where the animals just aren't acting right. Like, there's the, the forest is home to all kinds of stuff. Elk and owlbear and all these things. And they're usually, they usually leave you alone if you leave them alone. But right now, they, they're kind of aggressive. Do you have any potions? We've got some healing potions. Uh, not for whatever magic is, is affecting this forest. It's beyond us. Beyond us. <laughs> <laughs> Mendel doesn't like that someone else is standing up for the fairy dragon, and he's just kind of glaring at it. Well, do you have a direction that we may should go to start looking for where the, the elves used to live? They're normally... Uh, about northeast of here, if you we would normally head in. Uh, he points east towards the the, the tree line, and he's, and you see like sort of a a path in in not so much it's not paved or gravel or anything like that, but it's just like the trees part a little bit and clearly been trodden off. And he's like, we normally go down there. You go about a mile, and then you hang north uh, just slightly where the path diverges. One goes south out of the other side of the forest, and one goes north towards uh, Arboron, which is the the elfin city. Mendel's just like looking at you and nodding. He's like, uh huh, uh huh. Path north south. When you go in, what we found recently is when you go in down the path a little while, the path just kind of disappears, and you're just in the middle of the forest. And that's that's never been the case before. Okay, so north lost. Got it. Okay. All right, guys, uh, we need to go down this trail and then go north until we get lost. We'll take care of that. What do your potions do? God damn it. A standard healing potion is um, you if when you drink it, you heal for 2d4 plus 2 healing. Um, Mendel bought one Mendel already. Mendel could buy two, actually, if Mendel could buy two. Mendel can buy two. How many do I... What do they do? 1d4? 2d4 plus 2. 2d4 plus 2. I'll buy two for 15. Each? Nope. Two for 15. We got a You just got 30 boys. from this guy. As far as um, I, I mean, know, you weren't going to sell any of these. I guess here, technically so. he got 55 from me because I bought two healing potions and gave him an extra five gold for intel. You um, got 55 from this guy. <laughs> the uh, Roll me a persuasion check. While he's doing that, can I ask for a buy one, get one? You guys can both roll a persuasion check if you want to. Okay. Do you guys need money? Mendel looks at both of you. He's like, if you guys need a little bit of money, like I can buy you a health potion. Easy there, coin purse. I have 18. Uh, 13, is that going to do it? Uh, yeah, uh, the, the, the guy's like, I mean, we're out of here anyway. Like, uh, they, they give you the healing potions. You have to subtract 25 gold, you have to subtract 55, and you have to subtract 15. But you all have two potions. He just, he gives you guys each the two potions and takes payment. And he says, come on, Jeff, uh, we're getting out of here anyway. We might as well just get what we can get and we'll, we'll head down south. 
And so Jeff and this other Kuatoa, who you so rudely never asked his name, um, he... <laughs> They they get in their fishing boat and they head they head away. So you guys are now standing there. You I just all assumed have... they were both Jeff. <laughs> um, the one that's not Jeff looks back and goes racist. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jeff. We're gonna go somewhere we're accepted. <laughs> you guys are standing at the entrance of the forest. Um, you know where the path is. Do you guys head into the forest? Where is the fairy dragon? Yeah, but I... The fairy dragon flies back over to Alabaster. It's the one... Alabaster's the one who saved him. So he, he, he rests on her shoulder pretty much by default when he's not being occupied by otherwise. But he's still with you guys. Um, I would like to send him out first, like kind of as a scout. But he stays close to us, but he'll be first. It just starts flying forward. Um, I walk in the back of the line. <laughs> Thanks, dragon. <laughs> Furthest away from it. So it flies forward. You guys follow it with Mendel in the rears. As it flies past the trees, you see runes appear on some of the trees. Not all the trees, but some of them. And they glow blue like the blue that was inside the lighthouse. But they're not elven exactly. However, Mendel, because you do speak elven, you recognize them enough that they're very close to elven, but they're not elven. There's something... There's some dialect that's not... The elven that you know, you can roll me an insight or history check. Well, that's going to be a 22 on insight. You got 22? A 22. <clears throat> this is Sylvan. These aren't elven runes. They're Sylvan runes. Sylvan is uh, the... Fey elves, yes, right? Yes, yes. It is, it is the precursor to the elven language. It is the language of beings from another plane who are how how elves have their magical abilities is because they're descendant of these people. Guys, 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 guys. Hello. Fuck. What? <laughs> uh, Alabaster was was feeding uh, the fairy dragon a little treat when she said that, and it goes. <laughs> I recognize these glowy things. They are Sylvan. I can't read them, but they're Sylvan runes. And and there, that's really old elf stuff. Is there anything you can tell us about it? I mean, the Sylvans were magical fey beings. They're not exactly elves. That's about all I know. I don't know. Why don't you ask your dragon? And he looks at you very scornfully. He looks at the dragon very scornfully. It hisses. I hiss back at it. It's probably because you fed the dragon. The blood sugar is just, you know. Did you give him his now. injection? He's not diabetic. Lift the skin and make a pocket. Roll a medicine check, Abby. <laughs> to see if he's diabetic he's or not. He's not diabetic. I don't care what this says. He's not diabetic. 18 plus 6. All right. He's not diabetic. No. So these runes are just glowing for no reason right now? Well, the fairy dragon, like, shoots forward and kind of turns back to you guys and goes, and you see that the runes are kind of lighting your way. So the path does disappear, like the Kuatoa said. There's no longer a clear and obvious way to get forward. But the runes don't necessarily light an exact path. They, they kind of split off in many different directions. But the fairy dragon seems to know where it's going. And, and so you guys can follow it if you would like. Yes, we'll follow. Begrudgingly from the rear. Uh, you guys continue to move forward, and you come into a clearing. Uh, it seems to kind of appear unexpectedly like the forest is... Obviously, you guys know there's a magical spell in the forest, and it seems like dense trees at all times. 
but you guys come across this area that starts to open up, and at the center of it, you hear crying. <laughs> and you see this little dryad sort of down on the ground, just weeping into its, into into her hands. Dryad. Uh, a, a sort of forest spirit if you will but not a spirit it, it's a physical thing but it, it seems it, its body seems to be constituted of like leaves and vines and... you said it's a child um dryads will sort of always seem youthful like an elf um they it oh okay it is like jennifer lopez um yes this uh <laughs> this dryad is j-lo <laughs> <laughs> can we roll for j-lo booty yes. uh yeah Number indicates size. Who's a nat one? She uh, is just, it's like a plank of wood. That's <laughs> concave. Perfect, I guess, for being good. She's like Forky from Toy Story. That's how she walks. <laughs> right? uh, Mendel, Mendel sees this small, frail, flat-ass creature laying on the ground crying and uh, uh, pushes up through everyone, gives a, a side glance to the, the fairy dragon and leans down. Miss... And he offers his hand. What has happened to you? She looks up at you, kind of wiping tears from her face. Oh, thank, thank God you guys have made it. I, my f- friend was taken by an owlbear. Uh, they don't usually act like this, but it, it, she was alive. But it, it when it dragged her off, I think it, dro- I think it dragged her to its cave. And I, will you guys help me? It's a trap. Point me in the direction. I, Mendel Sands, will destroy this owl bear and bring you back its head. God. You help her up. I help, yes. Um, and she, I make this proclamation to her as I do so. She gains her, her footing and she kind of looks down like she's, you know, she's she's sad and, you know, she hasn't seen any help for some time. I and... wipe the tears away from her face. <laughs> <laughs> She she places a hand on your chest and she says, "I'm so glad that you came." And she she says, "It's this way." And she starts walking into out of the clearing and off into the woods, just sort of straight east. Mendel, don't go. Mendel cannot refuse God. a young woman in need of help. East is where we're supposed to go, right? Northeast. Northeast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As Mendel watches her walk away, her her flat plank ass, she like shakes it a little bit as if it's enduring. <laughs> Mendel starts to follow the dryad. I don't want to, but we follow a safe distance behind. So uh, the dryad... I look over to Allah and like give her a little little head nod. Mm. Yep, the dryad leads uh, Mendel forward and... I lick my lips. Doug and Alabaster sort of judgingly walk behind him. Mendel shakes his ass a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Roll a constitution. <laughs> constitution? That's how big your ass is. (laughs) It's the the constitution of your body. I got a I got a fourteen. It's a nice ass. That's a that's a sizable ass. It's not it's not wild, but it's it's good. All right, I'll I'll take it. It's a dad dad bod ass. Like okay, he he drinks a little too much wine, but he's got a tight ass. All right, apple bottoms. (laughs) Um, the dryad brings you guys to a little cave. Um. It's not like a huge or imposing cave by any means. It's just, it looks like a place where a bear might sleep. I stick a hand out in front of the little dryad and I say, You stand back, miss. This is about to get very feathery. 
and I look over at Doug and Alabaster, and I give like a like a thumbs up, thumbs down thing. Like, yeah, yeah. I put my hand over my over my eyes, just head down in my. I turn my back. <laughs> she swoons a little bit. Um, she touches your shoulder and says, "I don't know what I'd do without you. You would have no one to save your sister." And then Mendel walks into the cave. <laughs> Okay, so Mendel, you walk into the cave. Um, roll me a perception check. Uh, that's a 12. It's very dark, but you can see... Outlines. Yeah, you see something ahead of you sort of down on the ground. It kind of looks like the dryad when she was crying outside, like it may be another. You don't hear an owl bear, not as of yet at least. Walk closer to the mouth of the cave. Try to peek in and use my... My dark vision. So Doug Doug approaches the, the mouth of the cave. Um, he's kind of standing side by side with uh, the dryad. And Mendel's kind of a little bit deeper into the cave at this moment. You guys are at the foot of it. Um, so Doug, as you peer in and your, your pupils kind of start to adjust, a blinding light stops you from seeing anything inside the cave. Mother. And the light, though, illuminates enough. It's just really close to Doug, but illuminates enough that Mendel can see that the cave is empty. That thing that you saw was just a heap of like leaves and vines and stuff. And Chernobyl's a little bit behind the dryad. She sees that the dryad raises her hand and this ball of light swirls up around her. And this is a, a will-o'-wisp. This is a, a light-based creature. The dryad says, a dragon and a demon, the witch will enjoy your blood thoroughly. I have hit the jackpot. The vines and sticks and piles of leaves inside the cave start to animate as these creatures manifested out of just broken twigs and leaves and vines. And everyone's going to have to roll me initiative. Mendel shout. Mendel hasn't looked behind him yet, so he just shouts, I don't see your sister in here anywhere, but I'm about to kill some of these twig creatures, and I'll ask them. I have a 26. I got a six. Uh, 16. Um, you guys are now in combat, and Doug goes first. I'm going to take one of my blue flame daggers, and I'll toss it at the Will-O-Wisp. You want to throw the dagger? Make me a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw, because I'm the wisest here, bitch. Ah, shit, this better be good, because I ain't got no modifiers on this. It's so good that it's bad, because <laughs> it's a three. <laughs> That is definitely so good, it's bad. You cannot throw this dagger. The dagger tries again to ping your mind, and you get the feeling of, don't let me go. You can never let me go. And you are now cursed. Oh, Um, damn it, Doug. Damn it, Doug. However, I will tell you that the Does dagger with- is now actually better than it was before, but... Does it come with a perk? But you cannot... If you use any weapon other than this dagger, you have to roll at disadvantage. Um, Even with my alertness? Yep. Oh, shit. However, uh, the dagger does plus... You already have plus one arcana damage from the dagger. You also get plus one to attack rolls. And if someone damages you, you have to kill them. Otherwise, you roll at disadvantage when you attack anyone else. So this curse is seeped up... They glow blue again, and they stay your hand. I'll pump fake, and then 
I'll do a little dance, and then I'll do a little strike with that same dagger. So you roll your attack with an extra plus one? With an extra plus one. Because I'm going to finish this bitch. Because now you fucking hate this thing. I fucking Are you stabbing hate the this girl thing. or the Will-O-Wisp? The Will-O-Wisp. Will I'm okay. just livid with blue flames. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Hold on. 18. You Go. win at the Will-O-Wisp? Yeah. It is this weird flying orb, and it, you miss it. Motherfucker! <laughs> what was his number? Fuckery. He rolled an 18, and it missed. So... All right, so above an 18, guys. Take your offhand attack, though. Do I need to use my dagger? Yeah. What if I you have two of them? You have two of them. Okay. So they both count as the same. Okay. All right. Uh, (laughs) I'll strike again. Ha ha. All right. Well, I just brandish it in front of her face. (laughs) Uh, I got two knives. It's a fourteen. Doug takes a swing with one, and the the will o' wisp just kind of darts out of the way, and then he just brandishes the other as as if a threat of what he might do in the future. (laughs) I'll get you. And that makes it the dryad's turn. The dryad turns to Doug. The dryad's against us. Yes. Oh shit! <laughs> I thought the dryad was. It cast the Willowist spell. It cast the spell that made all the other things come to life. Ah fuck! <laughs> Don't cast anything with a flat ass. No, Alabaster was right. It was a fucking trap. The dryad that essentially turns its hand into this bludgeoning weapon, and it just turns to strike Doug. Oh, so like Groot. And it is a nine, which I'm assuming does not hit. Does nothing to me. So I'm filled with blue rage. <laughs> <laughs> Doug dodges out of the way, and that makes it Mendel's turn. Yes! Uh, Mendel still hasn't turned around to see what's going on behind him. Uh, he just knows that someone turned on a light for him so that he could see. And now plant monsters came to life. The plant monsters, so in front of you, one of them is like this shambling collection of vines that's now vaguely humanoid form like they collected together another one is a bunch of sticks and twigs and another one is like pine needles um and they're all sort of creeping towards you just these monsters made of organic materials how high are they are they just like they're probably shorter than most of you guys because you guys are all fucking really tall they're Uh, knee high to a pig's eye (laughs) no they probably come up to your guys' chest though uh i point uh my hammer at at them and i and i say what have you done with this dryad's little sister? They mindlessly shamble towards you. <laughs> if um, you will not talk to me, the, I will beat the, the truth out of you. The dryad looks The dryad looks at Doug who just dodged its attack and is like, "Does he still think?" <laughs> <laughs> Mendel swings his hammer at the at the the one in the middle. That would be the one made of twigs, sticks. I'll swing it twiggy. Uh I'm going to assume that a 19 hits a little pile of sticks. It sure does. Yes. Roll me some damage. 13 damage. Um, Mendel swings his hammer at the twig monster, and it shatters into a pile of twigs. It's, it's dead. Mendel turns to the other two. You see what I've done to your friend? Tell me where you've hid the little dryad, and no one else has to get hurt. The vine one, like, rubs its vines together like it's trying to talk to you, but it just sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> what? What kind of... If you're trying to start a fire, your twig friend might have been the better one. The the one made of pine needles looks sad. You're just kindling. That makes it the will-o'-wisps turn. Uh, this ball of light starts circling around Doug. Picture like a fairy from Zelda, since we're on the Zelda kick, and it just like sw- it just like twirls around you. Like this is a little thing that all you see is light, and 
I'm assuming that a six does not hit you. So it, it emits this lightning shock, but it doesn't do much to you. You just kind of shrug it off. And that makes it Alabaster's turn. You're behind everyone. You got a full view of the battlefield and you can do whatever you'd like. I'll go after Witch's henchmen. Okay. You go after the Dryad. Uh, what do you do? Do you just take a swing? Am I close enough to directly javelin? You can move enough to be close enough, yes. In the same turn that you're close enough, yeah. Yes, javelin. I will let you roll with advantage because you're behind her. 21. 21. Yeah, it definitely hits. Yeah, it definitely hits. Uh, So roll your damage. And it is a six plus six. Nice. 12. 12 damage. Alabaster just rushes up and tridents this bitch in the back. And, I mean, she's not dead, but she is hurt badly. Um, now, you already killed, Mendel already killed one of the, we're going to call them Blights, because that's what D&D calls them. Twigs and berries. Uh, <laughs> the, the one made of pine needles looks up from its sorrow of the twig one that's dead, and shambles towards Mendel um, as he is the nearest one, and takes a swing with its needly hand. No, don't touch me with that. And the that's critter, a nat 20. Oh, jeez. This thing slaps you with a needly hand, <laughs> and the needles actually, like, pierce your face like a porcupine shooting its, like, chance. Like chance, yes. From- I was no! just going to say chance from Homeward Bound. Yes. It yes. hurts. Like it chance hurts. from Homeward Bound, yes. Shadow, it hurts. Mendel, you take 12 damage. God oh, Wow. It. And then it's the Vine's turn who shambles up to Mendel because he's the one next to him. So let's hope Mendel doesn't die. As And what it does is it starts to wrap its vines around you. 14 probably doesn't no. constitute a success. It. it starts to wrap its vines around you, but recoiling from your prickly face of needles, you kind of kick them away. And that makes it Doug's turn again. Did you skip me? No. You, three, you went two turns ago. <laughs> it's just a very large turn order. There's five monsters and three of us. Uh, I'm going to strike this dryad to my right. Okay. Uh, take a swing at the dryad. Take with, your... with my blue dagger. Blue dagger number one. Oh, my God. What happened to those good rolls? Come on. <laughs> it is a... It's an eight. The dryad looks at you and just kind of does a shoulder turn as you just kind of stab past it and... It says, I hope she's still pleased with the demon's blood, even though you're clearly pathetic. And I'm like, ha, trick shot, because here's the second blade. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This one doesn't have the dexterity modifier, correct? Because it's not a duel. Okay, so, well, then it's a 19. That hits. That hits the dryad. Okay. Um, for sure. Trick well, shot. Damage. Ha. All right, so. <laughs> gotcha. So it's six plus one. So seven for damage. Seven. Plus an arcane damage? Yes, eight. So eight, okay. Eight, okay. So she uh, she turns Jesus. her shoulder to the side. Doug shanks her in the spleen. She doesn't go down, but goddamn will it be easy to take her out. She can barely stand at this point. Mendel still hasn't turned around. He's still in the cave, deep, <laughs> deep, in deep the in the cave. Why are you boomeranging them? Boomeranging. <laughs> boomeranging. Boomeranging. What are you talking about? Bangerang. 
This is the turn order. Oh. <laughs> Didn't you roll a six? Just joking. You rolled very badly. So bad it's good. <laughs> You're first if we go in reverse. We've only We've gone around the table yeah, once. once. There's just a lot of monsters who have who are interspersed between you guys. <laughs> she doesn't believe us. Roll a roll, roll a perception check, Richard, <laughs> to see if see if Abby believes you. <laughs> um, so Mendel shouts behind him. I killed one of them, but I still have two more left to interrogate about your sister. Uh, and then he looks at the the other blights. And <laughs> the dryad is bleeding out at this point, and she's like, "What the fuck." <laughs> He looks at the blaze. I'm gonna give you one last chance to tell me where she is. The the vine one is now trying to do like sign language. Roll me in. Roll me a perception check. Nat twenty. It's 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 literally trying the best it can to give you the middle finger. <laughs> the middle twig. The middle. The middle. <laughs> the middle twig. I cast sacred flame on that one. Flame-like radiance descends upon a creature that I can see within range. Uh, that target must succeed. On a dexterity saving throw. Dex saving throw. Uh, assuming yes. a 10 fails. Yes, a 10 does <laughs> so fail. So what happens to uh, this creature? So it is going to take... There's a 14. 14? Uh, 14 radiant damage. Uh, so a, a flash of radiant light comes down and blasts into this thing for 14 damage. The light hits it, and it dries up and just kind of shrivels into this little thing. And as it's shriveling into smaller and smaller vines, it... It holds up the last vestiges of a middle finger. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to look at the other one and I'm going to say, your friend over here ruined it for you. And I'm going to expend a priest point, uh, a war priest point, to make a bonus action melee attack against the other. Uh, the, other uh, the, the one made out of pine needles, which is the one that's left. It like frills up like a cat. <laughs> like its hair stands up, but all the frill, all the needles stand up. Oh. I don't happen to think a, a nine is going to hit that thing, do you? That's a total? Yeah. You know, it's pretty easy to hit, but that doesn't hit it. <laughs> you swing at it, and all it just goes through all the collective needles, like, you know, like going through sand, and just comes out the other side. And I'll that, get you on my next turn. <laughs> that makes it the Will-O-Wisp turn, which is swirling around Doug, and it tries to shock him once again. Lightning emits from it. You cannot touch and actually me. nothing. Um, it, it shocks outward, but Doug shakes it off once again, and that makes it Abby's turn. I am ready. That makes it. That makes it Alabaster's turn. That's me. Stick your stick your pointy pole in it. I would like to stick my sticky pole into the into the flat ass. Into the flat ass. <laughs> it does have a flat plank ass. So it's um, thin. Paper thin. The barrier can be broken. So roll me the membrane. Roll. The ass membrane. <laughs> 11. Oh, and it does hit. Her AC is 11. Uh, <laughs> roll me some damage. Nice. Roll me some damage. Wait, what's your strength modifier? That was a really flat ass. Four. Oh, just kill it. Just fucking kill it. How do you kill it? I tried it in her ass. She bleeds out through the ass. That'll teach you to not have an ass, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> She's got to be bleeding through the she ass. She turns around and says... But people appreciate me in indie movies now. <laughs> but very blandly. <laughs> and with no emotion on the face. The witch lied. She said I'd be respected. And she does. <laughs> Who's Kristen Stewart? 
Um, the the plank of wood that is the ass just kind of sticks ah. in your trident now. Like it's kind of like you're. But you're yoing. Like a doorstop. <laughs> that makes it Needle's turn. Uh, the needle creature takes another wild slap at Mendel. Let's go, you little stick. You little. You're not even good enough to be a stick. You're just. You're just. The things that fall off sticks. 13, I'm assuming, misses you. It does. So its needles do the same thing where they just kind of like separate and pass through you. And it's like, no, this is supposed to be my defense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that makes it Doug's turn. Because a lot of the other creatures are dead now. Hmm. Are you sure it's not my turn? I'm pretty sure it's not your <laughs> turn. Oh, dear. Um, oh, dearie. Abby took a feat where she gets to go every other turn. I mean, <laughs> you kind of single-handedly killed the dryad because you did most of the damage to it, like, twice. So it's my um, turn. But, it, but <laughs> apparently that's not enough. <laughs> Bloodlust. So now I'm going to go try to attack this little ball of light, and it's a 20. Not a nat 20, but it's a 20. It's swirling around, and it says, hey, listen. And um, <laughs> and you fucking strike this little bitch. Um, deal some damage. <laughs> deal some damage. Gotcha, bitch. Okay, then six. Six. You strike Off it. In. It like flickers for a second, but it's still it's still there. It's still swirling around you. I'm gonna do it again. Uh, it's an 18. I don't think I hit. No, you didn't. <laughs> what is Damn. this? A disco club? <laughs> <laughs> the will-o'-wisp is a weird thing in that it is small. It doesn't have armor, but because it's so small and fast, it has a really high AC. Yeah. That makes it Mendel's turn, because the Dryad is dead. It's not my turn? That makes it always Alabaster's turn. Thanks. Alabaster, just clean up the mess. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just... How do you kill... How do you kill the needle thing? How do you kill the willow? How do you kill Doug? How do you kill Mendel? <laughs> Abby takes the wheel. It's a, it's Alabaster a, It's a real plot the... twist where she's just a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Uh, Mendel looks down at the last remaining uh, plant creature and he's, look at what I have done to both of your brothers. I'm sorry if maybe one of them was your sister. I just assumed that they, that maybe you guys don't even have a sex. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You're going to die. And it's needles shoot pollen, suggesting to you how they have sex. Yeah. <laughs> at you. <laughs> Thank you, I have seasonal allergies, you asshole. The, uh, the needles all vibrate together and they start forming a sound, which is that um, we have both sex organs. Does a 16 hit our little twig friend? It sure does. Ooh! Give me some damage. That's going to be nine damage to your little twig friend. Oh, you have dispersed most of the twigs, but not all of them. Not just yet. That makes it the Will-O-Wisp turn. It is once again going to try to shock Doug. Damn. This thing is an annoyance but it sure isn't doing a lot of damage until it rolls a nat 20. <laughs> oh! Which is what it just did. Did it really? It sure did. Well, then I need to finish this shit. Nobody touch so it. So now you actually can't attack anything else, which doesn't matter because almost everything else is dead, but it is going to do shock damage, which is not light, let me tell you. Um, I'll be touching you soon. Prepare yourself. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> um, 24 damage. <laughs> Oh shit, oh touch God. me soon. <laughs> the creature finally spins up enough energy that lightning just forms like when the flash is trying to go through time. And Doug is shocked, I'm assuming, to the point that he's down. I am down it, but as I'm falling down, it's like, let me be the one to kill it. And then I fall face down. 
let the touching begin. Well, he has health potions like on his person. Like you can choose you're, to like go through his bag. You are close enough. You are close enough to him. Like you couldn't reach Mendel because Mendel was on the other side of a bunch of other stuff. Right. But you are close enough to him that you can touch him. You can, if you want to, grab a potion off of him or one that you own yourself. You can. You can open his mouth and pour it down his throat. I'm can fine I with pour that. his own potion in so I don't waste mine? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you can. Very good. Because it's his potion, he will roll the 2d4 plus 2. That's a 4 and a 2. So uh, Alabaster just rushes up, just literally stucks a glass tube into Doug's mouth. Just... <laughs> but really in there. Kind of. Just like, down, down, like, down. like it, yeah. it's yeah. it's a it's a pretty head deep throat situation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Head, um, head, head tilted back, chin, chin up. Chin lift. There we go. Like, to make sure it's just a straight line, just in, <laughs> down there. Um, he almost swallows the glass vial, but then he gags it up. He gags it up just in time to shoot up back to life with this fucking light creature spinning around him. That makes it Doug's turn, because Doug is not dead. Yay, because I need to exact my revenge. Doug was dead, but Doug ain't dead no more. No more. Double dagger to the little ball of light face on that. <laughs> <laughs> 25. <laughs> 25 definitely hits yeah. this little right. ball of light. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. Nine. Nine. End it. <laughs> you ping it again, it kind of flickers like a light bulb that's been bashed, but it's not dead yet. Oh, I'm gonna get you again. <laughs> I got two of these bitches. Here comes the other one. Ah. Oh. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it does make it Mendel's turn, though. Mendel is, is bleeding from the face. <laughs> and sweating profusely and breathing a little hard because he has swung several times at these things. Uh, he says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. He just, he just swings as hard as he can, this hammer. Uh, 20, not a nat, but 20 total. Oh, that hits, Deals no. well, what's your, what's your strength modifier? Uh, five. Finish it. Uh, I mean, he, he just overhands came down on top of it just like that lighthouse keepers all of the needles like stand up as if to like resist the strike but they'll just flatten as you hammer them into the ground Mendel breathes heavily (laughs) give me the middle finger now bitch uh and then he turns around and finally sees the scene that is going on behind him but what you do see is that when the dryad died it's middle fingers up facing you (laughs) So I see the other Dryad dead. Doug is bleeding. Doug is burnt. Uh, And I see this floating wispy thing, and and I shout at the wispy thing, What have you done? You killed the other Dryad! And Mendel uh, rushes towards it and will expend another War Priest point. Uh, That's going to be a 22. That hits. Deal me some damage. (laughs) Roll a one. Uh, nine damage. It shatters like a light bulb, like literally, like you see glass come out, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Uh, <laughs> Mendel, you guys, you guys are now out of combat. Everything is dead. Mendel bends down and picks up the dryad girl and holds him in his arms, cry- weeping. Uh, what happens is that she crumbles into a pile of leaves. They just kind of fall. Like you can't hold a pile of leaves. You were holding her, but I, they I just, just fall keep out picking of your up hands. handfuls of leaves and crying, and they just kind of crush in your hands. <laughs> And um, make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, God. 11? You hear, she was just my minion. I will have.
my blood when I need it. Who said that? Is that you, Alabaster? Doug, are you impersonating another person? Uh, how did you know? I'm cursed. Are you revealing that you're cursed at the party? <laughs> these things, these weapons in my hands. They glow as you hold them up, and they tell you, just in your head, everyone's against you. You and us, we'll survive. Never mind, these weapons are great. <laughs> <laughs> Mindy starts to pull the quills out of his face. Uh, give me a medicine check. <laughs> uh, 14. 14? Okay, you pull them out. I mean, you've got those little red marks from where they landed, but you do a pretty good job. Oh. 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 Uh, the, the fairy dragon flies over to the to the edge of the forest just outside the cave, and the, the runes light up that were on some of the trees, and they start to, like, you guys get this blurry vision, sort of like, like you've been whacked in the head, and everything just kind of, like, gyrates for a second but then when when your vision becomes clear again the trees form a perfect line and there's a hallway now and this figure walks up in the hallway i told you we shouldn't trust that dragon it has made a hallway appear mindy holds his hammer out and starts to back away from the the dragon in the hallway it's a trap it's a trap So astute, this Mendel. <laughs> so astute. But down the down this hallway of trees comes this this very tall figure. Um, he's even taller than all of you six foot motherfuckers. And um, it's an elf. He's wearing a cloak made of crow feathers. So it's like this. It's black, but it's like this shimmering black, like this very nice. Almost in when when the trees part, and the sunlight hits it, it shimmers kind of multicolored, like the um, Night's Watch. Yeah, they're gonna tell me watch. some stoic future thing about myself. And uh, really encoded and <clears throat> yes, this is this is a copy of Medivh from Warcraft Universe. You're right. Um, not even joking. Uh, <laughs> you must rally the horde. No, um, and uh, it's an elf, but his. He looks aged, which you guys all know because you live in this world, that an elf doesn't look aged. They, their hair doesn't change colors until they're like 900 years old. This is a very clearly experienced elf. And he looks up at you guys and he says, My name is Percival. I thank you, Sir Mendel, for, for coming this way. And I thank you, Alabaster, for saving my dragon. He was taken from me and used to cast a terrible spell. And Doug, after Alabaster saved my dragon, I could see through his eyes once again, and I've been watching you all. I think I have the answers you seek. But first, the Witch of the Wood has doomed my people, and possibly the world. I ask you all to come with me and let me explain. And I would ask one more thing of you. Ask no further. It's a trap! No, let's Mindel go. is still shaking his hammer, standing in the back. He he likes my dragon. Let's go. <laughs> that's his dragon. Oh, it's mine now. Well, luckily, we don't have to settle this now, because that's where we end our session. <laughs> oh! I'm cursed! Oh! <laughs> 
Thank you all for listening to Character Arcana, our monthly Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Please like and subscribe wherever you find podcasts. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Character Arc. Um, You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Please do review the podcast and share with your friends. That'll help people find us and help us keep doing what we're doing. This is a monthly podcast that will be in addition to our weekly movie podcast. If you want to see both of them, this podcast will be available in the regular Character Arc podcast feed. If you want to just isolate the D&D podcast, you can find us at Character Arcana. Just search Character Arcana on your favorite podcasting app. I'm sorry we don't have a real proper introduction where everyone can say goodbye to you, but I, I did include all of the wonderful cast's social media handles in the episode description. So please take a look. Um, I would like to thank very much Ted Hong, Abby Bryington, and Nick Slake, and please join us next time on Character Arcana.